0: Low Moral Fiber. Choo, choo, choo. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Do we need to give a principal advisory for this? Men of Low Moral Fiber, and they have all sorts of cool swag.
1: And I'm Turb Reynolds. I'm I chose moonshine today for my beers. All right, everybody, let's get swifty. Clicking furiously on my mouse.
0: Kristen's doing it.
1: That was cool. That was fun, guys. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey there, fellow nerds, and welcome to another episode of Men of Low Moral Fiber, the show that always makes you grind to earn star cards. I'm your host, Ben Helms, and with me, per usual, is my TIE fighter-destroying, DL44-blasting, Wookiee-cuddling brother, Jason Helms. What is up, man?
0: So, my daughter turns two tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and today,
0: uh, well, right now, she's literally wearing Chewbacca pajamas. I love it so much. But earlier today, she went to someone else's birthday party and there were a bunch of swords on the table for the boys, swords for the boys, princess tiaras for the girls. Uh, yeah. She went for the sword, picked Solid. it up, and says, Yoda? Amazing.
1: And it That's was amazing. Uh, it's pretty beautiful. Single tear from your eye. Single tear, single tear. That's amazing, that is awesome. I like how, I mean, the, the the Star Wars character that she could be emulating, though, would be a princess, technically. So right. Not that she can't emulate Han and Chewie and Luke and stuff, but
0: if she went for Yoda though anyway Yeah, exactly. That's true.
1: Yeah, I'm 900 years old anyway uh, Yeah, so today uh, We're talking all about Star Wars Battlefront the the third installment. I believe uh, Which came out in 2015 year and a half ago uh, and oh what a nerd centric pile of polygons that that? beautiful fantasy of a game is we will get into the good the bad and the beautiful of that game, but Real quick, before we jump into kind of the the development history, uh, what was your just favorite gorgeous, aha kind of first moment that captured you in this game?
0: Well, it's got to be when I first started playing it uh, over a year ago, uh, playing on Jakku and watching a Star Destroyer crash like in the (sighs) middle of my game. Like that's pretty freaking cool.
1: Yes. Yes, (laughs) it's awesome. That whole level, man, we can get so close to those Star Destroyers. And oh, man, I think for me, it was uh, playing online with a buddy of mine on Endor, where there's ATSD running around trying to kill us. We're doing the survival waves kind of mode. I can't remember the name of it right now. I believe it's called survival. Is it called survival? I think so. (laughs) Play a lot of first person shooters. They all have this mode and they all call it different things. So, yeah, I think survival Uh, and being chased by an ATSD. And just, like, hiding under logs and in logs and running around Jawas and stuff. Or Jawas, well. And running around Ewoks and stuff that whole time was just the most movie-like fantasy. Like, it, it felt like I was... It, I'm going to say this a lot. Super nerdy. I felt like I was in Star Wars. Yeah. Running around from an ATSD, seeing Ewoks, and the whole everything from Return of the Jedi was just there. And, I don't know. That, to me, was just like, yep, this is... If I could make a game in my mind of what that battle would be like on Endor, this is it. This is 100% it. It was great.
0: And let me take small issue with that because it did feel like you're in Star Wars. This whole game felt like you were in Star Wars. Totally. But it felt like you were Stormtrooper number 14 in Star Wars. It did not feel like you were Han Solo. That's true. Um, Which is fine. It's a different game, but that's probably my biggest critique of the game. And I think most people's. Uh, so we'll dive in. We'll we'll talk more about that in a second.
1: We'll flip. Well, let's just, you know, we'll start at the end of the, what we normally start with. We'll do this episode backwards because sure. yeah. it reminds we'll be me of, of the, the opposite of the Force Unleashed. Did you ever play that? Yeah. Uh, it was the reason I bought a PS3, and this is the the reason I have a um, an Xbox One. Is because and the reason of this I have game. a
0: PS4, you son of a gun Yeah, I know. Someday
1: Dragon we'll get World on the Wars. same system again. Yeah, That'd be great. But uh, yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. So. Uh, but my criticism of the Force Unleashed was that it was so linear, and yeah. so you're one character, and even in the sequels and stuff, you're going through and you're kind of um, choosing good and bad and all this stuff, and you're you know it's a great kind of linear storyline. And this is completely missing that. Yeah. Which good and bad, maybe both those games combined is one solid game, but two games that missed a lot of that open, you know. Force Unleashed missed a lot of the multiplayer open world stuff that this game has in abundance. And this was obviously missing that linear kind of taking a character and building them up over hours and hours of gameplay that that a lot of other first person shooters star in. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. In in so many ways, I think Dark Forces is still my favorite Star Wars game because it felt like Star Wars.
1: And I think the more—well, we really are doing the end of the episode first. I think the more we play video games, or these these older games especially, like uh, Dark Forces, the more I realize that graphics are great and really fun, but after five minutes of playing, yeah. they're secondary to the gameplay. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a reason I play Tetris almost every day, and it's not because of the graphics. So, yeah. all right, so anyway— <laughs> Thanks again for joining us. Have a great month. We'll see. Okay. So today we're going to talk about uh, some of the making of the development. Uh, We're actually going to dive into that. Some of the critical reviews of it, the good and the bad. Uh, And of course, we'll talk more about the gameplay from our perspectives, uh, just kind of our points of view of of going through the game. Uh, Then we'll get into some of the nitty gritty questions, some specifics. uh, Then of course, a delightful game of what's the beer, what's the song. And then we will end on some news and some notes from the LucasArts world. Uh, And then I think that's oh, yeah, of course, we should end with talking about next month's game because it's another one of our favorites. We're actually going to play a game older than two years old, which is going to be great. So (laughs) we're going back to our roots with that one. I love that. That's
0: what we're bragging about instead of being like, hey, guys, we're finally playing a game that came out within the last decade, (laughs) which is true and rare for us. We're like, guys, don't worry, we're playing this recent game, but
1: we'll, we'll get back to the old school games. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm apologizing with Firewatch and this. I'm just like, okay, we'll play a classic game, I promise. So. <laughs> All right, so let's first, let's start off with kind of the history of Battlefront. Uh, it's something that was, I think, exclusive for Xbox. Uh, Battlefront, the original one came out in 2004. Uh, Battlefront 2 came out in 2005. And then this one t- that took 10 years off and came out with Star Wars Battlefront 2015. Did you play either of the first two?
0: Absolutely. And I played them on PlayStation, so I know it wasn't exclusive.
1: Well, that's my bad. Did You there played you them? Tell uh, me about Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I actually have a great story about this. Oh, uh, I'm Are excited. we going to go back and play Battlefronts, the original Battlefronts? So or do I want to save this story?
1: We have to. Uh, Don't save it because we're not going to Don't play. save it. All
0: right. Yeah, yeah. So I had a friend. Uh, this is clearly about a decade ago. Uh, sure.
1: Before I met my lovely wife. <laughs> when you had friends. When I had friends. <laughs>
0: yeah, clearly about a decade right. ago because it started with I had a
1: friend. <laughs> right. Wait, when, when? Oh, this is like 10 years ago. Okay, yeah.
0: Uh, and I had a crush on his sister, and uh, I I made the mistake of telling her this. Oh, uh, And then it put not just a huge divide between me and her, but me and my friend also. Yep. And so we didn't talk to each other for about a month. Solid. And Which, healthy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, just, for sure. Straight up, healthy. Just ignore and, that
1: stuff, man. Buried deep down. Well, and then when we
0: started talking to each other again, we did not talk about that. Instead, it was, hey, man, I got Battlefront. Do you want to come over and play? <laughs> That's and amazing. so, what you have to know is that we just played co-op mode for a long time.
1: Oh, rebuilding! Because we had to
0: heal. Yeah, man. We couldn't play, you know, against each other. No. And about six or seven weeks into this, all of a sudden, one of us said, "Hey, do you want to play uh, versus?" So, like, yeah, oh. yeah, let's play Versus. And it was amazing. It was like this, this big, you know, uh, therapeutic breakthrough. Oh, like, wow. wow, we can we can battle each other. We're awesome. we're safe. It's a safe place. Uh, I I moved away uh, a few months later and by that point we had we had healed enough. We were in a good place Uh, But yeah battlefront uh, battlefront saved a friendship.
1: Well, that is great. I did not I never knew that That's fantastic Uh, These these are games that I think I I just got into college when they started so I think that's why I just kind of Miss them. I was in my halo world. Those are the only video games I played in that those kind of two years period so So I, I missed them out. Yeah, so we'll definitely have to go back and play them at some point in this podcast history, but yeah, getting to, to Battlefront and, 2015. And I think for
0: yeah. authenticity's sake, I yeah, need yeah. to go and date your younger sister or you know, at least have a crush <laughs> on her to make. Wait, that's wait, weird. Wait, wait, I just did the math on this, it that's, doesn't check out. That's weird. Uh, Anyways, I don't like it, so I don't like it.
1: In 2015, uh, Electronic Arts, I think is what EA stands for, uh, they have a company, they own a company called Dice. Uh, which is a video game developing company, which is famous for developing Battlefield. It's probably their biggest game every year. It's kind of like Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed. It's a big AAA game. It comes out every single fall, I believe. Uh, Medal of Honor is another what big one they did. Mirror's Edge is another big dice game. Uh, but basically, they 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 developed Battlefront. But what they did is they took the Battlefield engine, which was a uh, done on an engine called uh, Frostbite Three. Uh, they they took the they took the Battlefield engine and basically just did a Star Wars skin on it. So kind of like the old Doom engines where people put Star Wars skins on them in like 1993 or whenever that was that we linked to when we did uh, Dark Forces. Yep. Very, very similar process.
0: So it's it's basically what nerds did in 1993, but professional and for for money, for lots and lots of money.
1: Yeah, exactly. And just... Well, yeah, what they did, they basically took the Battlefront and said, make this Star Wars. So, yeah, the studio head of EA said, this is DICE's interpretation of what Battlefront should be if it was in the Star Wars universe. And that's basically that. Uh, Yeah, so Frostbite 3, we talk a lot about game engines on this podcast while knowing nothing about gaming engines. Nothing. uh, But Battlefield, Mass Effect, Need for Speed, Plants vs. Zombies, (laughs) FIFA 17, Rory Malkaroy. All these games are very and different. And I can
0: tell playing Rory McIlroy PGA Tour, right. I like, that, yeah. you know, definitely the same game engine yeah. as, uh, as Battlefront.
1: Yeah, these are all the same game engine. Obviously, I, you could tell. Um, so you we don't, don't
0: know how games work, no. clearly.
1: No, 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 I, it, not at all. So, someday we'll figure it out. Uh, but I did just buy Unity. Uh, or not buy. I bought some Unity tutorials. Unity's free, so I guess I did buy it. I, I own it now. Uh, I did, I made a game. Did I send you the game that I made? In no. Unity? Oh. no, 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 You take it. a ball and you roll it around and you pick up these spinning cubes. It's pretty great. It's Are you sure great. that what
0: you what you're describing as a game?
1: Uh, I stopped playing it out of frustration. Sure. Then so then that's it's a game. Yeah.
0: It's Yeah. Might even be a LucasArts game.
1: <laughs> Might be. All right. So uh, the only really other bit of kind of the development was the, the photogrammetry uh, instead of 3D modeling. Did you read any of the articles about that? Uh, just the thing where he said, you know, this is the most accurate, most authentic
0: Star Wars game ever because of that, which that's I want to take issue with in a second, but go on.
1: So basically what they did with 3D modeling, that, that's how they usually, they meaning dice and a lot of other first-person shooters and, and AAA game uh, developers make games. They go into the computer and they make 3D models, computer-generated models of people, of buildings, of the ground, of all of the the gravity of all the entire engine, everything's made in a computer. What they did with this, basically w- reading between the lines, it seemed like they were just pressed for time, half pressed for time, half really wanted to go visit Skywalker ranch. Sure. Cause a lot of their videos, they're like there giggling yeah. at each other while they're taking pictures of lightsabers and blasters and the original death star model. That's like six feet by six feet. And, um, Yeah, what they did, it's called photogrammetry, which is they take pictures of all these things and then put those into their computer and basically just skinned all these things with the photos. That's my understanding of photogrammetry There you go. uh, in the two articles I read about it. Uh, And basically it took almost exactly half as long to develop the game as it would a game if they had taken, if they had done 3D modeling. So as, as much as their normal Battlefield game, it took half as long to do Battlefront because they were able to do the photogrammetry instead. So I thought that was kind of a cool note. I didn't know that.
0: So let me, um, let me break down my my issue with that, because um, I thought the developer's response was really interesting. He said, yeah. you know, it's going to be the most accurate, the most authentic Star Wars game ever.
1: Because it's literally pictures of the original lightsaber, the original DL44 blaster or that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and it made me realize that in my mind, there's a big difference between the word accurate and the word authentic. OK, and I had no idea until he said that. But I was like, yes, it's one of those things um it's for- super accurate this is like when you hold a dl44 it is han solo's dl44 Oh, it's beautiful do you feel like you are han solo at all no and that's what i mean by it's not authentic
1: that's a good point so
0: it's so accurate they nailed it it is exactly yeah. han solo's blaster and yet nothing about this game feels like being han solo um, that's a good point i love this game let me do, not i feel like i've been negative this whole time and i don't want to be it's really really fun uh, I that's what happens when we do late night podcasts.
1: Out. We gotta do morning podcasts. Stay positive. Right?
0: <laughs> I'm cranky. <laughs> um it, it was super fun, but uh it does miss out on the what I I mean, I didn't realize till the developer said this. It gets the accuracy or it's accurate to Star Wars, but it's not authentic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I just thought it was super cool and super nerdy. So uh and then the kind of the last thing that I discovered right before we started actually was the that, well, if you haven't played Battlefront, they, there's no campaign mode or not really much of one. There's some training and there's some like 10 minute missions here and there, but n- not an actual campaign mode where you're this character where you carry him out over eight to 30 hours or whatever through an actual storyline. Uh, but the reason that they scrapped the campaign mode is because, and this is from, again, the same studio head who was talking about DICE and their interpretation of Battlefront, uh, basically said at a, a shareholders meeting we want to get this out as quickly as possible, basically, and I can link to the article that he said this in. Uh, but they scrapped the cami- campaign mode in order to time the release of this game with The Force Awakens in December 2015, which is cool, and I'm sure they sold a couple million extra copies because of it. But definitely left a lot of people uh, wanting more out of this game for sure. So yeah. yeah, if you
0: guys if you don't have PlayStation Network or whatever Xbox Xbox Live equivalent is. Um, it's basically unplayable. Yeah. Um, the, the non-internet version of this game is like playing through tutorials. Um, that's yeah, the tutorials the are, it feels
1: like. yeah, I played through the tutorials for like two hours because they're just as fun literally as yeah. the, the missions. Yeah. Yeah. But because it was fun having just being able to fly around in a tie Fighter without, or in, yeah, in a tie Fighter X-Wing or whatever, without the constraints of having something to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the novelty of this game carries just as much as the rest of it, maybe even more. And
0: when you get online and everyone just kicks your butt all the time because oh, you're in your mid thirties, um, you know what? Play the tutorials is more fun sometimes. It's
1: very true. Yeah. I think the, the most fun I had playing this game was playing with uh, Richard Nile and Nick Gates, who both been on the podcast before playing with them. We play online. Uh, what we do actually, we play a lot of uh, Battlefield one, which is the um, same game. You know, dice came out with this game last year and it's, The same controls. It's very similar graphics. They're both photorealistic. We play a couple couple nights a week. And this past month, instead of playing Battlefield, we played Battlefront because they knew I had to do my homework. And it's just all three of us were kind of... Shocked isn't the right word, but disappointed. Like, in the last week, they're like, do we really have to play Battlefront? (laughs) And we all love Star Wars. But it was just kind of like, Battlefield 1 is just more fun. It's just... The, the controls, even though they're the same, you can do much more specific things in Battlefield uh, than Battlefront. And it's just there's just not a lot to do in Battlefront. As cool as it is, just not a lot to do.
0: You know what it is? I, I remember I got the uh, Star Wars guidebook yeah. when I was in like middle school. And Ben, you and I, we read through that, and it was like we learned all about the names of every single guy on Jabba's Slave Ship. And you know?
1: IG-88 or whatever. Yeah, totally. Oh, right. man, totally into
0: it. This is... You know, so many of the games are like playing through the novelization of Star Wars, or playing yeah. through like this. This is like playing through that Star Wars guidebook.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you had to start over, so every couple details. pages. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: And, and there's a lot of depth, you know. Yeah. I mean, a uh, lot of different
1: weapons. Uh, yeah, hmm, a lot of levels. I do think I drooled a little bit when I had picked my blaster for the first time. Oh yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I can pick all of these until I started playing multiplayer and realized. I have my choice of two for the first five hours, and -hmm. then I get one more the next five hours, and then, oh, that was bad. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So, moving on, I I read an interview with the composer, uh, Gordy Hab. Hob, H A A B. Gordy Hab. Gordy Howe. We'll just call him Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe. Obviously, he's Gordy Howe. Uh, He's doing great. He's composing now.
0: Nice. Uh, And
1: he's talking about creating the different atmospheres and the different textures per planet, per level. Multiplayer is different than. the tutorials I guess I don't know uh, But it's a really cool article But the best part I thought was the fact that The the score the soundtrack To Battlefront This Star Wars video game Was recorded with the London Symphony In Abbey Road Studios Which I'm sure Costs thousands And thousands of dollars per minute <laughs> And it's insane it's a great Score obviously it's a lot of John Williams Nodding but it's just that's insane to me That I mean it's a triple A game for a reason they sold 14 million copies of this thing, so I'm sure they got their money back. But that blew my mind when I found that out. I assumed it was some guy with a MIDI keyboard in a basement sampling John Williams tapes or whatever, you know. But yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, yeah, so this uh, it broke a bunch of records for Star Wars video games. It broke the uh, Force Unleashed records for for amounts of video games. Uh, it was one of the fastest selling video games on PlayStation Four and Xbox. Um, and kind of like we said, the ratings were pretty mixed. Reviews were mixed. I think it has like a seventies is kind of the average 70% of most of the reviews, seven out of 10, whatever. Um, where it was basically saying what we're saying, where it's like, this game is gorgeous, but it leaves a lot to kind of left basically. And it seems like maybe the rushing it to the force awakens release date might've been the reason for that.
0: Yeah. And I had a really weird reaction when I saw those reviews because it was it was Luke on uh, Cloud City. It was no, yeah. it's impossible. Yeah, because I'm looking at these graphics, and I played for you know five yes. ten minutes, and I'm like, no, this is the the most amazing thing ever. Yes, how could anyone give this a seventy percent? The answer true. is play for more than four hours.
1: Yeah, that's uh, true. That's and, exactly it. Yeah, which is so weird because you and Nick and Rich all told me this. I was like, should I buy like the Ultimate Super? Han Solo edition that's like 90 bucks, or should I just buy like the EA version, which is like 10 bucks a month? Or like, what should I, when I first bought it, and they're like, maybe do the cheapest one first yeah. for a month. And I was like, oh, mm. but what if I want the whole thing? That's a waste. They're like, yeah, it's you not going to be a waste, buddy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, after about hour seven or eight, I was like, yeah, let's just, can I just run around and look at stuff? I don't want to get yeah. shot anymore. <laughs> yeah. It did. It felt like a lot of, of button mashing and a lot of yeah. just kind of like... I don't know, not a lot of strategy, not a lot of, of setting things up, but yeah, yeah, all right.
0: Which is weird, because they kept creating, for each expansion pack, they kept creating new game modes.
1: Yeah, true, that was cool, uh,
0: you know, that was cool. Capture the flag style things, defend this area, all yeah. that kind of stuff, which was cool, but it just it felt like every single time they created one, they they made a mistake. Like, there was yeah something that made it just not playable, like yeah. not fun.
1: Um, it was, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think in Mike Maharty of GameSpot in his video review, again, I'll link to that said his quote is, um, an exercise in pure spectacle laid out in all of its neon glory. As soon as I heard that, I was like, yep, that sums up our, our review gameplay portion of the podcast pretty well. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's, it's gorgeous, but can I play another game now? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all that being said, uh, and we'll get more into the kind of the gameplay stuff, but I'm super stoked for the battle. I don't know what's going to be called. Battlefront 4 two, yeah. whatever it is Battlefront 17 uh, that's coming out I think November this year November December uh, that they've the only thing we know about it we don't even know the name of the game but they've promised that there's going to be an emphasis on a campaign mode
0: I think that's what's keeping me in although yeah. come on if you're making another one of these just take all my money I don't care yeah like, it looks amazing it's beautiful yeah and even if it's just four hours of pristine glory and then after that I get tired of it yeah those four hours are so good
1: if it's four hours on you know four different planets than what they have now, that's uh, no. yes, I'll play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang it, so take take my ser- money.
0: Serves you right. I mean, I I, I want to say you know, see game designers. We're all gonna you know tap
1: out. We're not. No, we're in. It's Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So any, any more? I guess uh, we're kind of bleeding into gameplay at this point. So no bump today. But any more of the gameplay kind of stuff before we get into specific questions? No, 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 let's get I'm into trying it to think uh, well a couple more for me I guess is that I talked about battlefield one freaking awesome game if the if battlefield was Star Wars like if they took battlefield and actually made a Star Wars game out of it. It would be better than battlefield Yes, but it felt like yeah. they took battlefield Stripped a bunch of the good stuff out and then skinned it as Star Wars for yes. some and again I, I don't know if that's the timeline thing or but there's less buttons There's no reloading. There's kind of just less to do. The controls are more basic. It felt like it felt like this could be your first first person shooter. Play this game. And once you get good at this game, you can go on and play a Battlefield game and actually play it endlessly and have endless amounts of fun there. Yeah. And talk about the uh, the campaign mode in Battlefield too. That's for me. That is my favorite part. I'm tired of playing against 12 year olds that have played this game for 300 hours and and all that. But uh, if I could just play campaign mode endlessly I love it I mean and whenever they end in Call of Duty or Battlefield I'm sad because it's just such such a fun story it's living in your favorite novel or movie it's that kind of thing and it ties you emotionally to the character and to the game in a way that the multiplayer just doesn't and when you die in multiplayer it doesn't mean anything in Battlefield the the first Battlefield 1 came out a couple months ago uh the first level spoiler alert uh for the first 20 minutes of the game Uh, It's it's uh, World War one and you are I don't know where you are. You're in some battle and Every and you just it immerses you in the middle of this battle. You just jump in right in the middle of Charlie's coming at you left and right. I don't know what that means bad guys and You as soon as you die, which is inevitable very quickly you it flashes on the screen like Tanner Johnson 1898 to 1917 or whatever like some random name with some random dates 23 years old or whatever and then you play another 30 seconds and it says john smith 18 or whatever like it has like their little their name and their birth date and death date and it just every time you die which in this first level which is insane it's very much like um saving private ryan of saving private ryan yeah where it's just like bullets flying everywhere mud everywhere and you're just constantly getting shot so it has this much heavier kind of emotional feel obviously than battlefront does which is this lighter like oh I got shot and I just kind of regenerate video gamey kind of lifespan and battlefield you feel it when you die you have this emotional like boom this is a person's life that just ended very heavy way to start a game and it carries that throughout when you die it's a big deal
0: yeah. So let's, uh, so two things, let's talk about what does it feel like then to play battlefront and then how could we make it feel more like battlefield or what, how could we improve on it? Sure. So the first, what does it feel like to play battlefront for the most part? Once you actually get into it and you start doing other things, it feels like respawn run for 45 seconds. Yeah. Five seconds in a firefight in which you die. Yep. Respawn run for 45 seconds oh, it's so far away. And it's It really feels like trying to get from A to B a lot and then try and then spending a couple of minutes being like, am I choosing the wrong blaster? Like, why am I so bad at this?
1: What's going on? You know what? I thought of an analogy. Yeah. Battlefield, Battlefront to Battlefield is like NFL Blitz is to, to Madden. Yeah. Yeah. NFL Blitz is the funnest game I've ever played in my life I love it I I have it right next to me on N64 I play it and it's it's not accurate but it's It's, totally authentic (laughs) so it's different in that way I guess uh but Madden you know you can't like create players you can't do much in NFL Blitz except you play a game it's super cheesy and you're beating people up and it whatever it doesn't look great uh, Madden is the most lifelike, realistic. You can pick a player and play them for 20 years in Madden. You can make plays. You can, it's all this realistic stuff. And it's you can play endlessly online or against friends. Battlefront's the same thing. It's this cool arcade game, and Battlefield just seems like a in-depth, endlessly specific, uh, what?
0: Oh, I thought you had to switch, but maybe oh. I'm wrong.
1: No, 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 yeah. Battlefront is like the arcade mode where it feels yeah. like you can jump in Throw a couple quarters in, have an amazing time. Battlefield is the one that you take home and can play endlessly for hours and hours and hours because there's always more game modes. There's always new uh, kind of – there's always new things to discover, new things to do.
0: Yeah, and, and in campaign mode, and I think that that's the area that, of course, Battlefront clearly struggles because it right. doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> right. The comparison is t- for me is to uh, Dark Forces. Mm-hmm. Um which when back when we reviewed that, we found an article that said that this is the best Star Wars game ever. Yeah. Not not the best game ever created that's themed around Star Wars, right. but the one that most most felt like a s like you're playing through a Star Wars movie. Yeah. And back the more time I've had to reflect on that, the more I thought, you know, there's not a lot of storyline that you get in Dark Forces. Yeah. There's a little bit. But you get, you know, thirty seconds to a minute between, you know, cutscenes between just fighting stuff and, and trying to find a new thing. You get
1: the text exposition. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a couple so it's scenes, not yeah. like a
0: ton of work. Yeah. I mean, there's not much effort that would need to go into a campaign mode to make it feel like a star Wars movie. True. Uh, it could be done. Um, and there are literally hundreds of thousands of people who could write it.
1: <laughs> that's true. Um,
0: that's true. Better than non-existent. Right. Um, right. Exactly. And so it's, that's, I think what makes it so disappointing is If this were um, an adaptation of Starship Troopers, cool. I shot some stuff. It was awesome.
1: That's true, yeah.
0: But that's what Starship Troopers is about. You shot stuff, and it was great.
1: Bags and Bugs. Yeah,
0: Bags and Bugs um, with Neil Patrick Harris. It's good. Is he in that? Uh, Yeah, Casper Dean, Neil Patrick Harris, yeah. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is in that? Neil Patrick Harris. How sure are you about that? Hundred percent, hundred seventeen percent. Just the blew exact amount that Battlefront outsold uh, wow. something that was wow. in our notes. Anyway, right. uh, very certain.
1: Uh, okay, so
0: I need to go back and watch that. So, but but Star Wars, it's not about shooting stormtroopers. Yeah, Star Wars is not about you know these fights. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's a good point. It's those are almost distracting from it. The trench run is cool. But the Trench run is cool, not because of all the blasters and fighting with, you know, Darth Vader and stuff like that. Uh, in fact, what's one of the coolest moments of the Trench run? It's when Han Solo comes out of nowhere and shoots the other TIE fighter, knocks into to Darth Vader, which is not like realistic, not like, oh, look, that's exactly what it would be like. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's yeah, such a Deus Ex Machina, like, yeah, oh, yes, all the feels. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, this. this kind of goes back to me to just what is Star Wars, and a lot of it I've had a lot of discussions with uh, another person who's been on the podcast, Corey Vaughn, who who is a Star Trek fan. So we go back and forth debating. You can just say who's wrong. You who's, don't have to. She's to wrong, obviously. Sure. No, but but Star Trek is is obviously has thousands, maybe probably thousands of episodes. If you take all of the yeah. the movies, all the different shows, Next Generation, and all that, uh, and Star Wars has seven mm-hmm. movies. So it has obviously Star Trek has a lot more. Uh, time to be able to get stuff done, but not an apology for Star Wars. Star Trek tackles social issues and emotional issues much better than Star Wars does. Mm-hmm. Star Wars at the, at the core is a fun story. It's cool. It's, this is going to be awesome for an hour and a half to two hours. Like yeah, buckle up. This is going to be a cool ride. Uh, and obviously I think the new movies are trying to try to be more than that. Uh, but that's kind of what the essential Star Wars is. Star Trek, goes a little deeper and it can kind of afford to because it has more time to. Uh, but that's kind of what Battlefront is. It's a cool ride, but it's there's just not a lot under that. There's not enough to kind of keep you coming back. Uh, two quick notes that I had just on the, um, on the gameplay was uh, Richard was the one who told me you can go from first person to third person.
0: Yeah, it's a life changer.
1: Oh my gosh. Trying to aim while in third person is next to impossible. <laughs> Yeah. So switching to first person made it a lot more like Battlefield. I put in like three hours before I realized I could do that. That was awesome. By the way, I
0: switched in the opposite direction.
1: It is cool to be able to see like your person running around,
0: but it's just harder well, to aim. For me, it was a lot easier to tell where I was.
1: Yeah, I get that.
0: To turn around the corner and stuff like that, you could play that a little bit better. That's but, true.
1: Yeah, I think just because we were playing Battlefield and Battlefront every other yeah. night, it was it Makes made sense. it a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, and then when it, the first uh, couple hours I played, I played as, as the Rebellion. And then I realized, not I realized, but I at some point I, I was like, I guess I should play as the Empire because that's another option, right? And so the first time I won as the Empire it was kind of a bummer. Did you feel that way yeah. too? Yeah. I was <laughs> yeah, like, definitely.
0: I don't want to be on the Empire. Except in my favorite game mode, Fighter Squadron. Because I love playing as a TIE fighter. I That's, have no idea, but I love playing as a Let's tie get fighter.
1: into it, yeah. So we have a couple questions. First one is, yeah, what's our favorite game mode? Yeah, so Fighter Squadron for you? Absolutely. Did you play as the um, the TIE bomber? No, not Tidy TIE bomber. TIE Interceptor. TIE Interceptor, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, TIE, tie um, fighter
0: is your go-to? I played, I played with a bunch of different stuff, but I always preferred the Empire. Um, I, You know what I think it was? I think it was that... Um, you, in all the game modes, it's just wave after wave after wave of send pe- sending people in to die. Yeah. yeah and the basically. only place that that feels right is when it's a TIE fighter. That's a good point. Where it's like, yeah, no, 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 TIE fighters aren't supposed to live. Like, they yeah. have no shield. You just go in and you try and kill stuff. Um, That's true. But yeah, Fighter Squad- Squadron was so much fun. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed that.
1: Agreed. Yeah. I think the first time I played that, I just tried to play that same one over and over and over because flying in an X Wing for me. With graphics that good, no matter the controls, they were good. They weren't bad, but uh, it was just endless fun. That to me is the the essential video game feeling is flying in any video game where there's ever been an X-Wing. Being able to fly an X-Wing is just like, yep, this is the joy of video games for the next 10 minutes. This is the apex of video gaming for me.
0: I love it, which I thought was really undersold. And all the reviews I read, they were like, yeah, and then there's this fighter squandered thing. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um. For I mean, for me, that was the game. Yeah. Uh, I I was fire squadron, and then it kept getting interrupted with like, and then I gotta like shoot some people.
1: Yeah. But, right, I'll,
0: I'll get back to fire fight, fighter squadron eventually.
1: True. I liked uh, Walker Assault. I, I mean, that's probably the one that that gets overhyped just because I felt like yeah, whether I wanted to or not, I it kept throwing me into that mode. Uh, but it was cool. I mean, I th- I think coming up with new modes. For this game must have been really hard. Obviously, they have like the deathmatch and the capture the flag spoof kind of games, but this was a game that I'd never seen in another game similar. Obviously, but I mean, having two giant ATATs walking down a trench over a mile or two, and you having to like uplink things and shoot them at certain times when the Y wings bomb them. All these things, I thought that was really, really inventive and challenging. And I was shocked at how it always seemed very even. Yeah, it was. I don't think I ever had a time where the rebels or the um, Empire won very quickly It always seemed like it was down to the wire every single time I played Walker assault, which was always fun uh, Always yeah. made that really fun. Well,
0: and we're both about to talk about Death Star trench. Uh, I see yeah. in our notes as like just one of our favorite levels Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I think this also gives me a chance to say what is one of my least favorite moments and that's the sure. um, What was it called in the Death Star mode? Uh, sabotage or get the stupid
1: droid out. Get the out. droid, droid rescue, droid debacle. Droid rescue,
0: right? <laughs> that, that level. Yeah. Which to me just felt like, as I'm playing it, all I can think about, if I can remove my mind from the present for just a moment, was, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. yeah. Why is R2 on the Death Star and I have to... Is this part of a movie and I forgot? Yeah. Yep. Where am I? You know, what's It was...
1: you <laughs> like,
0: it was so dumb. Yeah, it was. And it made no sense. And yet the other two parts of the level, the fighter squadron beginning, um, where you you have to hit these Star Destroyers, which also not part of um, no. the Death Star, but really cool. And no, then the Death Star yeah. Trench, really, really amazing. Really And in cool. the middle of just like, and then there's a big fart.
1: Yeah. So Rich and I played that a couple of weeks ago, and we played in a private party with just the two of us. Uh, which you can do that go on I'm just sorry. the two of you and so one of you is the rebellion one of you is the empire And as soon, right. that's the only way you can do a private party like that. And right. then as soon as you start the game switch sides <laughs> So you're both fighting for the rebellion, because right. obviously that's what we want to do and You go whatever as soon as you get to the R2 level. It's literally just you two Yeah there's dude. no one you're fighting against. It took us like 10 minutes to realize what was going on because we're like ducking behind every corner, assuming that there's going to be NPCs running around trying to kill us. So you, so you just walk up, stand near an R2 unit and then walk out. One of us.
0: I'm not going to call it R2D2 because, again, plot wise, that makes no sense.
1: You no, you become you become R2. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You That's press so a button much. next to it and you get to. It's sweet. dude. Being R2. You get to like no, throw smoke not. screens and stuff. Done. <laughs> mm. it's so done. All right, so that was your least favorite. Um, yeah, so favorite mode. You, you texted me a couple weeks ago and just said, dude, I blew up the Death Star. Yeah. Which was in, immediately that night I went home, downloaded the DLC, and yeah. beat the Death Star. I destroyed the Death it's Star. Amazing. I had to do it immediately. That was awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and is it worth it? The fact that, in a sense, you probably won't play it that many more times. Like, you'll play it a couple more times, but you're never going to get that joy back.
1: But my, it's so my, much my, joy so with Xbox, you can buy an EA subscription for five bucks a month, and you, that game mm-hmm. comes with it, mm-hmm. with the free with the free with a paid subscription.
0: In that sense, it's it's great because it expires, and then you're like, and then I'm done. I, I, I it lasts exactly it lapsed
1: yesterday. Perfect. So I and have will not, you be
0: re-upping it? I have not renewed it yet. Okay, so here's my deal. I was like thirty bucks for three months, or ninety bucks for a year. Yeah, you got it, dude. You got to do ninety bucks for a year. Come on, right?
1: Is that the PlayStation? Like, what online. am I going to do with
0: this thing? So i got to go find some games to play and yeah. some time to play them.
1: Go but play uh, hey, the, yeah. the,
0: the summer's coming up.
1: So there you go. There you there go. go. There we go. Well, maybe we'll do some side quest uh, modern game episodes or something. Yeah, yeah. And I could always uh, play <clears throat> with you online. There you go. You uh, anyway, so favorite blaster. This is, uh, I think, the, oh, yeah, favorite blaster. What What was yours? T21. Same one, dude. No. No, it wasn't. Because read yours carefully. T21B.
0: That's right.
1: All right, tell me about your T21.
0: It's the same thing. It's the same damn thing. They're different blasters. I mean, they're different things you can select. Uh, Mine didn't have a zoom-in function. Like It's one of those things where it's it's almost as though you've literally just squinted your eyes slightly, uh, is what the zoom-in function is. Um,
1: I'm I'm looking it up right now. Is that literally...
0: They are different selections. Yeah, 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 no, they're not the same gun. A so T-21 the T-21, a T-21 has B. much
1: more damage Yeah, and overheats slower, but the T-21B is, yeah. And you can't zoom, zoom. Yeah, so yeah, the T-21B is more of a sniper rifle. Gotcha. Yeah,
0: yep. Uh, right. But it's so funny because it literally, it looks like your character just kind of squinted a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the zoom in. Awesome. It's like, it gets, uh, it tightens just a hair. Gotcha. You're like, I guess it got closer.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. That's great. Uh, um, yeah,
0: it's it's fine. It was just, it, it was fairly versatile. Um, and my aim is not great. So yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah. My goal with the T21B was just get far away from the action and shoot people from far away. <laughs> That's my go-to oh, when I start a new game. because I'm like, I don't know how to aim really quickly. Or when I get up to someone yeah. like really close, I'm going to die immediately. So might as well back away, try to snipe them.
0: The best thing was when you got, connected to a partner who is actually decent. Yes. And then you do partner start I love and it. they would be like they would have used a jet pack to like blast up to the top of something mm-hmm. and snipe people and then you just partner start from there.
1: Yes. Like, All right. Cool. I love that. I'm gonna ride your coattails. Oh, that was so fun. I'm sure they were always pissed at us, too. Uh, and then of course, the, the classic Han Solo DL 44, which mm. is just as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, that's why I paid for the game. Yep. <laughs> a yeah, couple of third those person mode. Yes, exactly. Yeah. To be able to hold your left hand out. Like Han Solo, yeah, while you're you shooting with to, your right hand for counterbalance, Exactly, it's important. Uh, and then the E11, which is the the storm stormtrooper commissioned rifle, is just awesome. Uh, yeah. and, I mean, you're not going to hit anything, obviously, with it, but Never. it's just fun to shoot. Uh, <laughs> and their last one is favorite level. You already talked about Death Star Trench, which yep. again is just gorgeous. Uh, I think mine was Bespin, though, as part of the uh, again part of the DLC. Bespin was hot. Being able to see the carbonate chamber. Yeah. The same carbonate chamber, I don't know if you knew this uh, This is a little tidbit that I picked up in the research this, this is actually the same carbonate chamber That Han Solo was frozen in Really? Yeah, wow. Yeah. a lot of people don't know I that, that's, some, that. Like, that's amazing That's some like Planet Hollywood kind of stuff there But yeah. pretty sweet yeah. uh,
0: No, no, ben, that's literally the quality Of trivia tidbit <laughs> that I would get At a Planet Hollywood
1: <laughs> Behind You have nailed it yes. yeah. Exactly, alright So I think that's all we have for this game I apologize if we took too long uh, but hey, we went longer than the campaign mode did. So. so
0: literally all I can think of right now is sitting at a Planet Hollywood and looking up and that stupid frozen uh, Sylvester Stallone naked in Demolition Man thing hovering <laughs> above our table.
1: Oh, yeah. Union Square in San Francisco. Oh, awesome. my gosh. That's the worst thing ever. He doesn't know about the three shells? Oh, uh, he doesn't <laughs> know about the three shells. Why are we quoting Demolition Man? It's It's 2017. It's after Wait. Demolition Man actually was said to have taken place, I believe.
0: This is this is actually a great transition for us, because I want to talk about Tripod. Hashtag try another podcast. Uh, hashtag Tripod. Uh, and one that you should check out is How Did This Get Made? Because they have an yes. episode on Demolition Man. Yes, they do. And it's brilliant. It's amazing. It's hilarious. And Jason Manzoukas' take on Sylvester Stallone having virtual
1: intercourse. Intercourse. <laughs>
0: Uh, with, um, Sandra Bullock, oh Sandra evidently in the original script and in deleted scenes, and this only got rid of on the cutting room floor was originally supposed to be his daughter.
1: Ew. Uh,
0: so that scene,
1: oh, so deal with that scene.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Go back in that, in your mind in that, because they filmed it full on thinking that that was his daughter. It wasn't until editing that they decided, you know what? Maybe this is not a great idea. Uh you know what? Maybe we
1: want to cut this. You know what? So all Less that to incest. Say, <laughs> sounds good. I'll <laughs> anyway.
0: say uh hashtag tripod, uh T R Y P-O-D. Yeah. Uh tell your friends, uh I, go up to a friend this week and say, uh, hey, hey there, curious stranger. Um you ever listen to a podcast? Because uh I have some recommendations. Uh you could try how did this get made? Uh you could try my favorite murder. Oh, you could try men of low moral fiber. Uh, Something that really is there for everyone, I think. Oh, you
1: know what you should do? You just named a couple. Name your three favorite podcasts right now. Did you just do that? I I think I just did. Okay. I didn't know if Uh, if We include Men of
0: Low Moral Fiber. Um, The other one would be Super Ego, but that's
1: canceled. A Um, cool one that I just. How British are you? How British are you? A cool one that I uh, discovered through uh, I was there too Uh, is one called Star Wars Minute. It comes out. Yes. Oh, gosh. Star Wars Minute. Every day. I think it's oh, I think it's every day this comes out. That's insane. Almost every day, they take a minute from every single episode, and they talk for an hour about that minute of of the film. Every episode of Star Wars.
0: Every, so so think about this. This is an early episode because I listened to it. You're talking for and it's not always an hour. Sometimes it's like half hour, forty five minutes. Usually
1: at least forty five minutes. I'm looking through them you're right now. For that like at least forty five
0: minutes, yeah. minutes about yep. C three PO saying. Over here! Over, Over here! here!
1: Yeah, exactly. Forty-five minutes. About that
0: for forty-five minutes, and it's the best thing you've ever listened to. It's amazing. It really
1: is. It's so good. Uh, and then I have a lot of fantasy football podcasts, and uh, and then uh, a lot of Channel Thirty Three Ringer podcasts. Anyway, so <laughs> the Watch. Check those out. A lot of the Watch. Oh, the Watch is so good. Uh, another. Yeah, we talked about it a couple weeks ago but Achievement Oriented, is a new podcast from the Ringer as well, which is a video game cup podcast once a week solid 45 minutes spent a week uh, and they had a great firewatch episode i think in november december awesome
0: oh let me plug a couple more um we've recently gotten into dungeons and dragons yeah um and so uh there are two three playthrough plot podcasts uh the first is one shot which is not just dungeons and dragons but just rpgs in general okay and so they do one shot games um they do it with Second City actors. So these are people who are oh, nice. um, improv actors. Yeah. And they're hilarious and amazing and really, really good. That's cool. Um, second is Adventure Zone, which is the guys from My Brother, My Brother, and Me. My Brother, My Brother, My Brother, and Me? Is it, how many? Am I counting right? Anyway.
1: Nick Gates told me about this podcast This podcast a week ago, by the way.
0: This yeah. Is... Well, tell him to stop listening to it because uh, your DM might steal from it. We'll oh,
1: we will do. we Will do
0: no no listen i've never up, listen heard up. of it you'll until be fine you told I'll me try you know. not to
1: all right
0: uh it's brilliant it's hilarious uh adventure zone um is great nice. and then the third one is much less popular than the other two called board with life uh b-o-a-r-d where they reviewed board games um and they played through the original uh starter set which is how i got oh, into nice. it i was i was dming the starter set i was like oh i want to listen to somebody you know go through it yeah. The lost mind of fandelver yeah and um And then they went into Ravenloft, which is the next one we did. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. So they then started to do their own kind of completely brand new campaign called Adventures in a New World. Where it's like, yeah, you guys all end up on a ship and you leave the land of Dungeons and Dragons called Faerun. And you are sailing across the ship and you're going to go to the New World. Because a new continent has been discovered. And then I'm going to tell all my own stories on this new continent. And it's awesome. That's awesome. It's really good.
1: Nice. Sweet. Yeah. So check out those podcasts or, you know what—that's this week or tomorrow? What is it? Uh, I think it's this week. This week. Uh, But you know what? It's now-ish. It's now-ish. March-ish. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Definitely tell a friend. Oh, during the month of March. Yeah, the whole month. Oh, cool. Awesome. Even better. Uh, Yeah. So tell a friend about a podcast. Feel free to tell them about this one. Uh, Yeah. So let's get into what's the beer, what is the song. Let's do it. This game's pretty fun. Frustration when I was all done. I just had to question. What's the beer? What's the song? I can't always tell. I just want to know what game is Westy 12. All right, welcome back. We are live talking about beers and songs. <laughs> uh <laughs> That's my closest uh, radio <laughs> DJ so voice. So all We're right, right now. Uh, let's throw it to Jason, uh, who is live also, uh, even though this is pre-recorded. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, where do you want to start?
0: So I went out tonight and I had a beer with a friend and uh, I don't get to go out and have a beer with a friend very often. So uh, it was nice. And my <laughs> Not friend. Not since ordered, 10 years ago. Yeah. When, my, you had a, when you had
1: a friend. <laughs>
0: when I had a friend. Oh, why? Why is this our running <laughs> joke? Um, and my friend ordered uh, a revolver, blood and honey and then later he ordered another revolver blood and honey because revolver blood and honey is a good beer it's very enjoyable okay but don't think about it like don't spend too much time analyzing it cuz there's not a lot there it's a little bit sweet All right. there's some citrusy flavors in there um it's probably made with lots of fake chemicals to make it taste good sure it's it's like shock top
1: but oh. better oh Okay.
0: It's 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 like a really well made shock top. Nice. Um and it's from a local brewery, but they figured out they're like, we, we I think we perfected it. It's a beer that doesn't taste a whole lot like beer. It's kind of sweet. And um I think everybody will love it. Also, it's a high ABV, it's like seven and a half, so oh, not wow. hugely high, but you know, it's it's gonna yeah, hit you a bit.
1: Nice. All I, right. I
0: think that's something that people might be into. And you know what? People are really, really into it, it turns out. <laughs> All right, so that's my that's my comparison to uh, to Battlefront is you know it's not perfect, it's well made, yeah, and it does what people want it to do.
1: Yeah, it's good. Mine mine's actually pretty similar. Mine is just sangria. Yeah, I've, I it's it's beautiful, right? It's it's cool to look at. Has a bunch of fruit for, floating around in it. I know there's alcohol in it, so that's gonna be fun. Uh, and I, I like all the stuff in it, but for some reason, whenever they're combined. I just am left wanting I want something else. I want it to always taste better than it is, and it's always just kind of like soggy fruit and vodka it tastes like, so it always looks so much cooler than it actually is, so that's obviously I, this game.
0: Can I tell you a quick
1: sangria story? I would love your story
0: yes so when when I was on my honeymoon with uh with my wife now this is uh after the time that I had friends, but still before now, okay, gotcha um, and we went on our honeymoon uh to Bar- Barcelona, right. And we uh, our last night there, we were supposed to get on a cruise the next morning at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Our last night there, uh, in the afternoon, we decided to go out and have a paella, which is awesome, great food. You should eat it. Um, and we decided to split. <laughs> this has been of, Jason's
1: paella review. <laughs> yes. Uh, paella is Eat it. Eat, uh, it.
0: eat it. Eat <laughs> it. Eat the paella. <laughs> uh, the, the instructions for the paella are uh, have someone else make it, and then you should eat it. And then eat it. it. Uh, is my instructions. Good. So uh, we decided to split a uh, pitcher of sangria. OK, and it was it was a small pitcher. OK, you know, maybe maybe a liter. Oh, perhaps.
1: Yeah. All right. And three or by the liter,
0: It sounds like we really need to get a second pitcher. All right. And later in the evening, I recall drinking a glass of sangria that I got at our hotel in the sauna. OK, so like things have turned. This is the only time in my life I've been blackout drunk. Oh. But one of the flashes I remember is of watching them make the sangria. And I said, hey, what's that you're pouring in the sangria? And the guy looks up and smiles and goes, mezcal. Oh, and I'm like, no, no. Sangria is wine plus fruit. That is what sangria <laughs> is. You American pour a little triple sangria. second to sweeten it up. Yeah. Why is mezcal going in here? And why is your elbow so light? Why do you just keep pouring it in? Oh, there's so much mescal. I have drank so much mescal. Oh my god! I now understand that I am drunk. We barely made it to the cruise ship. On-
1: oh <laughs> my ship gosh, dude! Wow, yeah. And that leads us to the the song that this <laughs> this game is based off of, uh, which I went with. Uh, I'm going to read you the first two lines. You introduced sure. me to this song ten, fifteen years ago. When I, I had friends, I, yeah, this was back when you had a friend. Yeah, I don't get many things. I don't get many things right the first time. In fact, I'm told that a lot. An idea?
0: Oh, I'm so close. Hold on.
1: In fact, I'm told. I don't get many things right the first time. In fact, I am told that a lot. Uh, just like this game. This is where I'll play it. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and just like this game, it didn't get it completely right the first time, but hopefully with the next installment coming this fall, it'll get it right. Uh, And even though I don't have a lot of gripes about this game, a couple of big ones, um, I don't want to underestimate, I don't want to understate just how awesome and beautiful and fun this game is at certain points. It definitely is. Um, And I consider myself the luckiest to be able to play it.
0: And what if I'd been born 50 years before you? And then one day I saw you ride by on your bike. Exactly. And it was creepy as hell that I was attracted to you. Exactly. Because clearly this is a love song. But now in this verse, I'm in my 60s and you're 12. So what happened, Ben Folds? What happened to this verse? That's my question for you. Maybe go back to the drawing board and don't write this verse.
1: It's the greatest song he's ever written in his life. Okay, It's so good. It's so good. All right. What's your song?
0: Uh, My song is not as good as that one, Um, (laughs) but it's by uh, The Rolling Stones, and it's You Can't Always Get What You Want, but if you try sometimes, you just might want it.
1: Alright, why? Why, why, why?
0: Uh, No, that's just literally the way I feel about this game. Uh, It's not necessarily exactly what I wanted, (laughs) but it's exactly what I needed. You you nailed it. This is what I needed. This is going to get me through the next four years, Yeah. random arbitrary time. That's fine. Yep. Nothing political. Yep. Uh, But no, no, no. I I want a campaign mode. You know? I want want Star Wars. I want to feel things. Totally. But this is what I need.
1: Yep. That's good. All right. So I think that takes us to next month's game uh do you want to tell the people or should i
0: uh let me tell you first about a game we are not going to play for
1: next month <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds great
0: you know yeah 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 it. i should right. warn ben about things
1: yeah minesweeper <laughs> we are not playing that
0: <laughs> let's just list all the games we're not going to play next month solitaire
1: uh, thimbleweed
0: park oh and i mentioned it because nice. it comes out in three weeks guys guys no, go get thimbleweed park finally has a go release date yes Cause we won't play it for next month just because we really want to give it the time it deserves. Yeah, yeah, we want to yeah. make sure we all get a full playthrough. Um, but Thimbleweed park is coming out, get stoked. Uh, it's not what we're playing next month. Ben, what are we playing next month?
1: We're playing. So there's two games, two games. We probably talked about a lot when we first started this podcast. One was day of the tentacle and the other is this game, Sam and Max. Uh, and these are the two games we, I spent the most time on. I think you probably too. Uh, yeah, I don't think I ever beat Sam & Max because this I played no, it before we had the that. internet. No. So, yeah, this game was just a freaking blast. And a couple years ago, we were able to meet the um, the artist behind all of it and the writer, Steve Purcell. Um, we'll get into kind of the history of the making of and all that of, of Sam & Max. But, yeah, we're playing Sam & Max Hit the Road over the next month. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to invite uh, one, of my, one of my best friends, Sean Marshall Thompson, on the podcast uh, and he's stoked to play it. I don't think he's played it before, so he's going to have a blast or hit it. Tune in next month to find out. <laughs> uh, and you can buy this game at GOG. Right now, they're having a crazy LucasArts sale. Everything's crazy. like 50 to 75% off Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, so go to GOG. Go to your local GOG. Check it out. Uh, any of the games that we have played or the games that are just LucasArts or Star Wars related. Are on a sale right now so go check them out you can buy crazy packs of like 13 games for like 10 bucks um and then we'll play them eventually so uh a couple other news and notes things psychonauts uh which is a game by double fine games uh, which is tim schaefer's company uh came out I think, I think two weeks ago february 20th something like that with uh, uh their first LucasArts related VR game that I know of at least Psychonauts it's called Rambus of Ruin Uh, I haven't played it yet I don't have PlayStation VR Jason is going to get it next week
0: Perhaps
1: (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't know this yet and I'm not buying it for him But he's going to buy I don't know someday we'll play this But if you know someone with PlayStation VR Go support your local Double Fine Games And get Rambus of Ruin uh, Do it. Two other things FOMF is up and live Check it out FOMF.com F-O-L-M-F Fomf. Friends of Low Moral Fiber Go there and post Anything you think is In any way Remotely related To things that we like Or that you like uh, It's a pretty broad Spectrum of things So you can go there And post uh, And that's again Thank you to Nick Gates For setting that up And then we have a Patreon Coming soon I, Hopefully that will be edited In the next two weeks And we'll post that All over our website Basically saying Hey we're doing this for free If you want to um, Help cover some of our costs That would be awesome help support us and that's strictly what it is just covering some of the hosting and domain fees that kind of stuff so we, we definitely want to keep doing this as kind of a, an unsalaried a free thing just kind of like a, a passion project <clears throat> kind of podcast but yeah and then as always you can check us out instagram twitter email whatever you can find all of our information at men of low moral fiber.com if you need to get a hold of us am i missing anything
0: that no that's solid
1: all right I think we're good. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Couldn't do it without you, although we probably would, so I guess we can. (laughs) As always, I have been Ben. I will be Jason. And I am a mighty space pirate. How does it feel being the Emperor's (laughs) lapdog? See you guys.
0: You guys, there there were not many quotes from this game.